Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Connective Podcast. This is the place where we discuss people, ideas, marketing, technology, and anything else that feels right. I am Sasha Wusu, Account Director for the TED Department here at Mediacom. Hello, I'm Sue Uniman, Chief Transformation Officer at Mediacom. Our guest joining us today is Graham Penter. How are you, Graham? I'm very good, thank you. How are you two? Very You're well, good. Thank you. Feeling, good. feeling positive as we. It's a good. lovely autumn day. Yeah, feeling good. It is. It is. Graham is the current head of media and business operations, having previously jointly managed the digital performance division and the investment teams. Graham started his career at MediaCom in June 2000 and has since held seven different positions within the investment and operational functions here at MediaCom. He's currently responsible for the growth, development and culture of the business. During his time at MediaCom, he has helped bring in numerous new business accounts and works very closely with Group M and WPP to ensure a smooth running of all the IT and tech requirements. In addition to this, he is a mental health ally and heads up Mediacom's Faith ERGs. Um, Graham, it's very good to have you here. Um, funny enough, Graham was actually here. Graham was actually one of the first people I met when I joined Mediacom because I think when I joined, you were joint head of investment at the time, um, right. and I think yep. you know you, you went out of your way to introduce yourself, which was great. Um, you really made me feel welcome. So uh, it's good to have you here. It's good to be doing this on the podcast. How has the last year been for you, uh, not only on a work level, but also personally? Thanks, Sasha. And I remember those times. It was uh, it was good times in the in the investment team. Look, it's been a it's been a tough and challenging year, uh, 12 months and actually longer than 12 months. Personally, some highs and lows. Uh, My I've got twins who turned 13 at the end of last year. So they had a joint bar and bat mitzvah, which was uh, thank you very much, which was great. We were in between. We just got it in between the two variants of COVID. And who who would have thought that three years ago you would have tried to time it in between COVID variants. Um, So that's been a a high. Um, My dad, unfortunately, passed away during COVID, but we only got to do his memorial last year. Um, I've had COVID a couple of times um, and, you know, so from a from a personal perspective, definitely some highs and lows. Uh, we've had the Queen's funeral, you know, the last uh, two, two or three weeks as, as well. So um, interesting and tell- challenging times uh, ahead from a from a work perspective. Um, I've really spent the last year trying to nail down what the best work life balance should be, because because actually, for me, working from home gives me a bit more time with my family. Um, we've got a dog now, so I can get out walking with the dog. But I do miss that that uh, sense of being with people that I work with, rather than just being uh, seeing them on a on a screen all the time. So coming into the office, even though it is a bit of an effort, I try to make that effort. So trying to get that work life balance for hybrid working has been something been um, trying to do over the last 12 months or so I've added business to my title so I now have taken on the facilities team so being involved in getting the office ready for people to come back after COVID has been really really interesting and has seen a different side of of the business and I see that as a as a positive and a challenge uh, to my next I guess evolution of what I want to do because actually I've done a lot of the media side now seeing some of the operational and facilities the IT has seen another side of the business. And I guess one of the um, results of taking on that role is that you now get lots and lots of people saying my computer doesn't work, including me. Sorry, Graham. My, my <laughs> I don't know how to get stationary. <laughs> um, 
and yeah. just a million kind of little things. Yeah. All the time I've known you, you have given off an aura of calmness, of um, capability of coping when, you know, things that other people would flap about. Agreed. What 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 is it about you, Graham? How 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 have your experiences in your life or your career taken you to the point where you have those skills? Yeah, I I started work early, um, so mm-hmm. I didn't go to I didn't go to university. I I, I was working at sixteen. Uh, that got me got me. What did talking. you do at sixteen? I was working for the Halifax Building Society. Um, when the corporate colour was brown, I got held up um, um, three times. Uh, one with a sawn-off shotgun. You didn't. Uh, yeah, when I was when I was seventeen, um, and gave him all my money. <laughs> I wasn't going to be a hero at that no. point, but uh, but that was but that I, was. I, I, I guess that that puts stress is work stress into context, though. It does put work stress into context and gives me a good story. But um, what it did, it made me made me realise um, uh, that you know life's a bit fragile sometimes mm-hmm. as, as well mm-hmm. because. Um, unbeknown to the the uh, assailant uh, we didn't have bulletproof glass when I was working for the Halifax so a bullet would have gone straight through so that was um, that was an interesting experience so look I, I think that I've built up resilience I think that's the word I mean people sort of ban that round around uh, uh, that word around but I I'd like to think I'm one of the more resilient people around. I'd like to think that people would want me in their lifeboat is what I is what I think. You know, when we had the cyber attack, mm-hmm. people looked to me to, for that bit of calmness. When we had the covid issues, people were looking at me for mm-hmm. for help and guidance. And and you're right, mm-hmm. Sue, a lot of my emails start with I don't know who else to speak to. Can mm-hmm. you help me now? Um, I can't take on everybody's issues. Right. And that, that's something that I have learned over the years yeah, that yeah. I did take on a lot of people's problems and try to help them. But, you know, now it's more of a guidance. You know, have you tried this? Can you do that? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that has really helped me. And, you know, I've been at Mediacom for a long time now mm-hmm. and I've seen I've seen a lot. And I just mm-hmm. try to tackle everything in that calm way and try to give that reassurance if I'm honest I'm not always calm outside of work because there are things that sort of get me riled like everybody else but I think in the work workplace I think it's really important that I'm that stabling and stability that that reassuring voice that people can come to um and um I I enjoy I enjoy solving people's problems or helping them to solve the solve their problems and that's uh, that's what I've learned and my experience has taught me over the over the last few years or so that's amazing um your role currently is heavily revolved around people helping people with problems you know speaking to people on a daily basis and we focus heavily or we're heavy advocates rather for belonging um what does belonging mean to you and uh, especially within the workspace I think we should change the name of the podcast, Sasha, before Graham answers that. I think we should be the media guy. I'd like to throw that out there That's to, to, our, to our lovely listeners. Maybe mm. maybe we should be the belonging podcast. But anyway, sorry, Graham, please. No, tell us what no, sure. So look, I, I've 
I've grown up really at Mediacom, even though I did come in after I had a bit of work experience, you know, since I've joined Mediacom, I've got married, had three children. They've gone through different periods of, of my life. So it, it, there is that sense of family that I feel when I walk through those doors. Um, and um, I, hand on heart, 22 years at Mediacom, there's only a handful of times when I've not wanted to come into work. I've still come in on those days, but a handful, that five times out of 22 years, it, it, it shows that there is Not that bad, is sort of safe, safe place. It's the security mm -hmm. there and it's a place where you can be your best self, really. Um, mm -hmm. I get challenged. Uh, Sasha, you, you know, you, you, you've, you said I've taken on a you know, slightly different role. I get challenged every day. So my to do list is different on a daily weekly basis and that's what I love and I love the fact that um, people challenge me I can challenge them being part of that community and actually being transparent with people and and, and talking to people so um, sort of taking outside I mean I am a mental health ally and I I, I, um, I work very closely with the faith ERG which is which is brilliant but it's about being the best self being heard being part of that community is is that belonging uh, feeling that I have when I work through that door. Hey, Graham, what do you hope to achieve by the end of next year? Next We've year. We've got a lot of transition, haven't we, Coming? We've got a lot of transition. So I'm I'm pretty heavily involved in the Essence Mediacom transition. Um, that's going to be a big challenge, right? It's going to be a big challenge in a year where it's going to be challenging for people outside of work and in, inside of work. So we've just got to make sure that that transition is as smooth and as uh, you have as much communication and as much transparency as possible that we get to business as usual and firing on all cylinders as, as quickly as possible. But I expect it to take some time into the year before we get there. So there, there is going to be some bumps in the road. So I'd like to think by the end of next year, we'll be at BAU from a Essence Mediacom mm -hmm. transition. Um, I'm involved in a few other trans transformational projects that are in development. Uh, there's a few balls up in the air on there. So I'd like to nail some of those. We're introducing a workflow management system called Rike mm -hmm. that everybody in, this, in, the, in the building will be, uh, well, certainly in the UK, will be will be using. And, and, and there's some seem to be transformative as well, doesn't it, from, from it, everything that I hear about it? Yeah, it is transformative. People we shouldn't do, be worried about it. It's no, we shouldn't be worried about it. Um, it's going to help people in their daily lives. It's just going to keep you on track of what your what your role and what your job should should do. So if you do forget something in that process, this will be there as a reminder to to do it. Um, so it's not a, it's not a scary system. Um, this is going to be introduced across Mediacom globally uh, and, and across Essence Mediacom as well. Um, it is there to help people, but we are going to need to learn about it. You're going to need to give a bit of effort to uh, a commitment to understand it. But ultimately, by the end of next year, it will be helping you in your day to day life. So that's going to be really interesting. So, um, yeah, transformational projects to help people uh, save people time in their workplace this is what we're, we're after you know to give them a bit of time back a bit of thinking time back um, so if we can nail a few of those by the end of next year then I'd be really really happy a lot of your players always <laughs> um, always yeah moving on to some of the more personal questions our favorite part of the podcast um, so first question Graham what is your favorite line from a poem song or a book and 
I see you in office all the time and it's always business. So I really, yeah. I'm really excited <laughs> to find out yeah. your answers to these questions. Yeah. So what I've done on this one, Sasha, is gone back to a decade for music that I would say is the best decade for music. And like it. let's go with the 1980s. So remember the 1980s? Mm -hmm. um, and I'm going to go back to the first record that I ever bought. And I think it was also the first song that was on MTV and it was Video Killed the Radio Star. Mm -hmm. And the reason I've gone with that one, it was the Buggles uh, who, who, who um, sang that. The reason I've done that is that it just shows how far we've come, uh, that that song was about video, VHSs in those days, tapes coming in and killing off radio. Uh, and we're talking 40 years ago now or, or just under 40 years. And, and, and we're, we're talking on a podcast that hasn't killed audio. <laughs> or radio so i just think it's really interesting that even back then we were saying that radio is dead mm -hmm. uh or dying because video is coming in and obviously it just evolves as you know i worked in tv for many years and everyone said by 2000 tv will be dead no one's going to watch tv but of course they do they're just watching it in different ways so so that video killed the radio star is my is one of my favorite lines from a song because it just reminds me how diverse and um trans transformational media is that just it keeps evolving a couple of weeks back i was in a meeting uh outside of work and they were discussing whether artists should be doing music videos anymore because of streaming and how it's evolved and how music's evolved so it's interesting how before music videos were such a prominent thing and all of a sudden no one's really watching music videos anymore but sorry so okay yeah, my favourite question. If you were a genie, what, what? And and let's 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 face it, listeners, we may all want to summon Graham to come and and, and sort something <laughs> yeah. for us, transform something for us. So, if you were a genie, what five commonly available objects would I have to put in a magic circle to summon you? Oh, right. So, um, I'm a really big Watford fan. Um, I don't always let. I'm that so in. sorry. I know. Well, me and Nick, <laughs> me and Nick Lawson. Yeah. Uh, and, and and Andy Walsh and, and yeah. there's a few others. What's a Watford and what's a Watford fan always a Watford fan? Absolutely. Support your local club is what yeah. I say. So I've been a Watford fan for over 40 years. So unfortunately, my kids are now well into the Watford uh, Watford uh, family. So I'd say a Watford season ticket uh, yeah. would be something that would need to get me back. Um, yeah. I love... Um, I've loved playing golf over the last few years. Mm -hmm. I was a big football footballer, then cricketer, and then and then took up golf. Um, so a golf and a golf ball would probably help if that comes as one. Um, that would yeah, that would definitely that, be something. That, that. Any particular club or? Um, expecting, I a whole, take, expecting a whole bag. Uh, no, I'll take um, I'll take a seven iron, which is right seven, in the middle. Seven iron and a nice seven golf iron ball. and, a, and okay. a nice and a nice ball. Um, golf ball yeah. I I love a box set. Uh, my wife and I, we we love getting into box sets. So it'll be something as long as we've got a, a TV and a and a box set, something like Mad Men or The Last Kingdom or something like Game of Thrones would be. Would be great. We're going to press like, you. We're going to press yeah. you to pick one, one of them. Last, King, yeah. Last Kingdom. I'd recommend okay. that. I'd recommend that to the listeners. That is fantastic. It's on Netflix. Check it out. Um, I would say a bike, a bicycle. I try to yeah. cycle three or four times a week i've got a yeah. exercise bike at home it's i think it's really important to to do that so from an exercise i would do that and then 
it sounds really weird, but I've really got back into reading a, a book that you can hold. I, 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 was, yeah. I was reading a lot of Audible uh, yeah. re- recently, but I've really gone back and I've got I'm, I'm reading a lot of nonfiction. And um, my dad got me into uh, my dad was a collector and he really got me into the US Civil War and the Romans. And I'm reading a lot of books around that. It's just really interesting about uh, some of those ancient civilizations and also some of the other events that you hear about but you you've yeah, heard but about you, but you just you don't know enough don't about know, it yeah. Yeah. yeah okay so so, so, so that, some uh, history a history some book. history book a history yeah. book okay. would do that yeah good 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 I choice like it. strong choice strong, yeah strong list Wally. thank you okay um graham what is your single best skill and i'm sure many listeners would already know this or actually there's quite a few of them but what would you class as your single best skill well I would go back to what I said before. I, I, I'd like to think that I, I'm a problem solver. Um, now, that's a really big statement because I'm not going to solve the world problems, but I'd like to think on a macro level, I'm somebody that you could come to to help you out when you are in need. Um, so I would say that that is, I, I'm not a musician, uh, so I don't play an instrument. I'd love to, but I don't um, I don't have any skills. No, I'm not like an Adam Crow. I heard his podcast and he can, he can do uh, all kinds of things uh, outside of, um, outside of business. And, and that's, you know, I'm not brilliant with my hands. I can't put a shelf up. Um, so I'd like to think that my biggest skill would be that I, I, I help and solve problems, uh, take a challenge, work it through, get to a solution. A very good skill, I might add. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so that leads us to, to, you know, the next question, which is if you had more time and space, what would you practice? I think it would be something like creative writing. Um, I, I'm not as prolific as you, Sue, but I've written a couple of books in my time that are unpublished, autobiographical. I went traveling. Wow. I went traveling for a year when I was 21 on my own and I wrote a book about it. Um, the only person to read it all the way through was my wife and she wasn't married we were not married when she read it and she still wanted to marry me um and i've written another autobiographical book about a, a sunday cricket team that i that, yeah um and they've you know i've got them bound and but unpublished and uh, but i'd love to do a little bit more of that because my my weekends are taken up with looking after my kids um yeah. three children and i don't have a lot of time to think and if i do have a bit of time i probably just plonk myself in front of the tv so yeah i would if i had more time and space and a magic wand i would probably do a bit more creative writing i guess as the kids get older you will get that time yes to i'll get that so, time i'll get that i'll get that time maybe back, the world hopefully. will hear from you <laughs> looking yeah. forward to it um cool Graham, where in the world, real or fiction, would you like to live and why? And I don't know if you've been listening to these podcasts recently, but I tend to guess them. But I tell yes. you what, I don't have a clue what you're going to oh, say. Oh, it'll be Watford. It'll be Watford. <laughs> Watford, no, no, I'm, I'm too close to Watford is at the moment. Well, I have two. I'm going to cheat a little bit. I have two. So if it was a an, an actual place, yeah. uh, I would say the South, South Island of New Zealand. I went travelling, like I said, I was meant to be in New Zealand two weeks. I stayed two and a half months. It was just, uh, just an amazing, amazing place um, that I would say. Then from a... 
I heard Jack's um, podcast and I was going to say something around Romans. I love I love ancient civilization. So he went Rome. I'm going to go Roman Britain. I'd love to have gone to Colchester or St Albans, you know, when the Romans were around. They invented so many things. So that would have fascinated me as well. I think we have to press you to pick. Let's pick one. Let's go with the South Island of uh, New Zealand because that's more realistic and uh, maybe go there in my retirement. Interesting. Okay, another question you cannot purple from the uh, School of Life. And I'm holding up three cards and I'm going to call them A, B or C. Which which one would you like, Graham? Uh, Let's go B. Okay, interesting. If you were in a city and you had to choose between a good meal and a bad hotel or a bad meal, and a good hotel which would you prefer and why i'd probably go with a bad meal and a good hotel the reason being is that i used to be a foodie pre-covid i'm not going to go for the uh, sympathy but i've lost a bit of taste and smell oh. senses so food, food yeah food has not been uh, as enjoyable but i do uh, like a good hotel and a good bed and a good night's sleep so that's that's the reason good I've comfort got yeah Hey, well, Graham, it's been amazing talking to you. Thanks so much for coming on this podcast. And Pleasure. hopefully, we will see you soon. Great. Thank you. Thanks.